Welcome to the Same 24 Hours podcast. The podcast is currently on more or less hold to accommodate the recordings for the daily community meetup. During this crazy time, I'm having daily meetings online via Zoom where we can all join and see each other on video and there's special guests. And so I thought I would post the replays here on the podcast so those who can't listen live can listen later. So here we go, continuing on with the daily community meetups. If you'd like to join, all you have to do is go to swimbikemom.com forward slash meet, M-E-E-T, swimbikemom.com forward slash meet, and you can join us any day of the week, 12 noon Eastern during the week, and weekends I'm doing 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday and Sunday. So I hope you all enjoy this episode of the Daily Community Meeting. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. So it's another week of a lot more of the same. (laughs) So how's everyone doing? We're going to be okay. It's all going to be good. Um, I was reading an interesting book. Again, this is the multipleth time I've read Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Anyone that's in the CrossFit world knows Ben. Um, he is the founder of CrossFit New England. He's been a coach to some of the great, greatest CrossFit athletes out there. And this book is just excellent. If you love CrossFit, it's excellent about mindset. But I thought I would share with you because I thought since we have Myrna on today, this is such a great place to start um, with mindset (laughs) because mindset is a lot it's a lot so um an interesting part of this book is this pyramid which i know it's reversed but the it's basically like a pyramid for preparing athletes the top is the strategy and the game plan the next part is ability so your strength and conditioning and the next part is the process and then the person And Bergeron talked about in the book how most people, most coaches will start with strategy and ability and the kind of just, that's all they focus on. And that he likes to really focus on the person and the process. And with that, I'm going to read this part and then we're going to do a quick meditation. So committing to the right process is a critical part of success, but it's no magic pill. There, there's not one giant step that will get you from where you are to where you want to be. If you want a six pack, nothing you can do today will get you a six pack tomorrow. If you're growing a business, there's no single step that will get you from 10 customers today to 10,000 customers tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. The only thing that works is pounding on your craft day in and day out, doing the right things over and over again. As Tim Grover, personal trainer to Michael Jordan, says in his book, Relentless, There are no secrets, there are no tricks. If anything, it's the opposite. Whether you're a pro athlete or a guy running a business or driving a truck or going to school, it's simple. Ask yourself where you are now and where you want to be instead. 
Ask yourself what you're willing to do to get there and then make a plan to get there. Think of it this way. If you were a robot and things like sleep, relaxation, stress, relationships, desires, and temptations were not a factor, how would you program yourself to meet your goals? It's a really good question. <laughs> but guess what? It's really hard because we're not robots or humans. If it were as simple as just writing it down and putting it on the fridge, everyone would be a champion. Committing to a process requires a unique set of character traits, things like grit, resilience, accountability, confidence, optimism, perseverance, and passion. Without these traits, it's impossible to follow a championship process, which is why character is the first thing I focus on when developing an athlete, which I think is really cool because I know I couldn't have made it any through any of my endeavors without developing me as a person <laughs> and accepting myself as not a robot and a human. So I thought that was a really powerful thing to read. So before we get started, I want to do our little grounding meditation, just a few minutes of breathing, being still, and stepping into this moment. Because most of us are way too busy, and we're not even stopping if we're even here. So this is Meredith Atwood style meditation, <laughs> which is a lot of fuzzy meditation, but I like to welcome you all with an open heart and gratitude and encourage you to do the same. So if you will, if you feel comfortable and you're not driving, just give your eyes a quick close and we're just going to take a breath. However you'd like to breathe, doesn't matter to me. And take another deep breath and let it out. What does excellence mean to you? It doesn't have to be a big thing. I like to think about it. What does excellence mean for us today in this moment? Just take a breath on that and think about it. Don't let it stress you out, but just think about what would make your day excellent. Just take another breath. Think of one thing that you are very, very grateful for right in this moment. It can be the coffee you have. It can be the computer you have. It can be this way to connect. It can be just the air you breathe. Just think of something you're grateful for and take a few breaths around that. And with your eyes closed, I'm just going to read you this quick passage. You are not in this life to have things go your way. You are not in this life to have things go your way. It's utterly and totally unreasonable to expect that they will. What you do have are a number of diverse resources within yourself and within your environment, as well as a deep, simple, creative awareness. The real challenge of this life is not to find the perfect situation because there is no such thing. 
nor is it to get your own way. Rather, it is to connect with your own inner resources and with the opportunities that exist in the atmosphere. Then, through the understanding that you cultivate within yourself, you merge the two and make a creative expression that, at its core and in its essence, is perfection. Take another deep breath. Let it out. All right, open your eyes if you're ready. And I'm going to welcome our special guest today. Hi, Myrna. Hi, everybody. Yay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear awesome. you. Awesome. So the last <laughs> time and the only time I've seen you, you were in my living room. <laughs> I was. Wait, did you move back to oh. uh, Atlanta or? No, I'm in Massachusetts and you're up here oh. somewhere now too. Oh, what? Wait, how did I miss that? I'm just following Neighbor? you. <laughs> I'm just following you. Because when we first connected, I was like, wait a minute, you live right down the road from me in Georgia? And then you didn't because you moved. And now I followed you. Because where are you? You're in New Jersey, right? I'm in, I'm in Vermont. Oh. I'm in Vermont. So we really are neighbors oh i can't hear you now oh sorry i had to okay. mute it because my children come in even though i'm like hey can mom have one hour without you like clattering around no no my i'm sure you will hear um trickling pee in the background because <laughs> it never fails that my son gets up and goes to the bathroom with the door open door. so if you hear that just know that there's a very tall large 16 year old <laughs> Peeing in the bathroom. What so, is with the door I open? Know. I don't know. I got a 12 year old. Professionalism at its best. It's all good. So how so you're in Vermont? We really are close. Wait, what part? I don't really know. Even if you I don't even know which direction Vermont's in, let's be honest. I am I west of you. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, aren't you north or like west? Northwest. Hmm. Um, I don't think I've been to Vermont yet. Uh, well, after all this, uh, after all of this is over, we'll, we'll have a little meetup over here. Okay. okay town of, well, it's just technically a city of Montpelier, which is the capital of Vermont. It is the smallest capital in the 50 states. Uh, and for a person that is from New York, uh, New York City, Brooklyn, um, it's a town. So <laughs> and you're but dying I, a little. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I love it. I I am so happy I'm here right now. I am like, I, I am so overjoyed that I'm here because I can still go out on a run. I can still, um, you know, go out on the trail because we have so many trails and everything is so spaced out and um, just spacious and not <laughs> crowded um, that it really is, it's such a boon uh, yeah. to be here. So I'm, I'm very, very, very honored. And right across the street from me is a church where they are serving um, free meals. Oh, uh, nice. to the community and uh and it is what what a gorgeous sight to see it's sunny out i'm I'm so privileged to live where i live um i work in new york uh you know as you know it's a hot spot of, of of this mess and uh but i'm but i'm super excited to be here up in vermont Awesome. Awesome. So what have you been up to? Let's see. I talked to you like two years ago. Um, it seems like you have ex 
exploded. I mean, you were like on the way up. So it was right after the the REI explosion, I think. is. I don't even know if you call it that. That's what <laughs> I just termed it. Um, <laughs> when when the video, the the thing came out and you like went, I feel like that's when you went viral with the, the REI video. Was it not? Well, you know, it's... It's, you know, it was, yes, that did go viral. That actually started going viral in 2017. And I think I saw you in 2018 when I had just left my, my uh, job as, a, as an educator. And okay. I yeah. was in a huge transition, staying at my friend's apartment in, in Atlanta, not knowing which way was up or down or, you know, constantly being right. on, a, on a plane. And I, and I had come straight to you from the airport. Uh, I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> right, so, right. And we were both like super tired and like it was late. Dragging. It was it late. Was late. Uh, so we just sat fun. in the recliners. Yes, that was <laughs> the best said, podcast interview I've ever had. <laughs> I, I said, like, here, we'll just climb. use my portable mics and we'll recline. How's that? <laughs> yep. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, I have, uh, so I have been sort of chasing the, Mernovator brand since then. Um, I was still, you know, from 2015 to 2018, I was still a full-time teacher uh, at the Raven Gap McCoochie School in Raven County, Georgia. <laughs> and anyway, that's the, the actual name of the school. Um, <laughs> and I, I love my job, but it was, you, you know, I was, uh, well, you know, I have not been there in a couple months. So I know. You know so I have to, <laughs> get my Raven County accent back. Anyway. I don't know. That was good. Raven County. That was good. Just give me a couple of minutes. I'll, you know, I'll be right you'll, back you'll, there. I'll help bring you back because I still have a lot of it in me. If I get real fired up, it'll come out. And um, yeah, so I have been, uh, obviously not now, but uh, I've been, I was traveling 80% of the time, uh, speaking, doing lots of races, events, uh, still doing book talks every now and then. Um, and um, now I can't remember what I, what it is. <laughs> I just said what you've been doing. Uh, Instagramming, uh, you know, professionally, you know, as someone who yeah. gets um, to do a lot of sponsored content, because uh, that is a real job uh, that people do. And I hesitate to say influencer stuff because that has a bad connotation because I think people think that influencers don't actually do work. Um, well, there's yeah. some that, you know, just take pictures, but, <laughs> uh, but there are others that actually are involved in different things and, uh, and use their influence to inspire people to, uh, to inspire joy, creativity, that kind of thing. Uh, and I think, I hope, I hope that's what I do. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I could just keep talking. I could talk for three Yeah, hours. no, I'm really interested because, <laughs> like, I mean, you, you raise a good point. I mean, doing social media for a job, it is, I guess it's technically my job, but I don't, it's not, I'm not getting paid to do it yet. So maybe we should talk offline so I can figure that out <laughs> because it takes way too much time to not get paid. But um, it is a tremendous amount of time and effort to do a single Instagram post when it actually has content in it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I so my latest thing I was doing this thing for H and R Block, and that I I don't know if my audience is the the H and R target audience, but you know, here I I had to craft a message that was within my own brand, and my own brand is joy 
joy, adventure, inclusivity, and community. And taxes. Uh, and <laughs> Apparently. Taxes. And taxes. <laughs> and um, so I spent uh, many hours shooting stuff, finding stuff, crafting uh, Twitter posts, crafting the, the storyline, um, and, and making sure that it fit all the FTC requirements and stuff like that. And, um, and, and then, and then putting it out to my community and, and, you know, kind of seeing what happens that nothing really on Twitter, because <laughs> that's not really the, the platform that I live on. Yeah. I was not really built for sponsored posts. I like, I skip over sponsored posts all the time on Twitter, but on Instagram, it's a, diff a different platform because it is so visual. So anyway, so that's, that's what I've been doing. And, um, and, and, and I, I like that. It's cool. It's, you know, it's kind of a very different uh, thing to do that I thought, like, I never thought I would be doing social media stuff, but here I am. Right. And, um, and actually that is the thing that is sustaining me right now because all of my right. speaking engagements have been um, uh, canceled uh, or rescheduled until who knows when. Right. Uh, lots of races that I'm supposed to make appearances at have been, uh, you know, canceled <laughs> or postponed. Uh, and I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my sponsorships to kind of fall one by one. So, um, so that's, that's kind of the space that I'm in. I'm still, you know, I'm still solvent for the next couple of months, but you know, who knows what's going to happen. And I, and I think that is the, the position of many, many people. And, uh, and I have to say that, what is sustaining me now, not just financially, is is hope, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's a relentless optimism. And, and and that doesn't just mean that I'm saying just be positive, be positive, be positive, because that doesn't really work. Um, you know, you have to have tools to be positive, and I think you have to really, really work at it and practice it. And so yeah. that's something that, um, that I've been doing on the daily. And, and, I have the, and I really have devoted my social media platforms to that uh, because you can get all the other stuff elsewhere. <laughs> you can get panic, you can get you right, know, uncertainty, right. you can get all of, the, all of that stuff on TV, you can get it on the radio, you can get it on Twitter, on on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but I don't want my space to be that because I already get that. So, um, so I really have made a very firm commitment to that. You will not see that on mm -hmm. my social media, although I am experiencing the exact same things that other people are experiencing. Right. Right. Um, so that, yeah. No, I was just going to say the, the relentless optimism that's sort of been your unspoken brand for many years, right? I mean, if when you started out running and, and I mean, your whole life is, is so fascinating and, and we can talk about the quick, I'm sure you've got it down to like a five minute or just in case anyone doesn't know who you are. So maybe we should fly through that. Cause I know I've, I've got my five minutes. <laughs> who are you? But my favorite though, Myrna <laughs> is when I go do a book talk, I do the whole thing. And then like this little old lady in the back row is like, so who are you? <laughs> and I thought, okay, so I got to get a five minute or so that I can run through so I can tell them at the beginning who I am. So I don't get that really <laughs> awkward question of who am I? So who are you? <laughs> sure, sure. But first I want to say that I do see some names uh, that I know uh, yeah. already. So hi to everybody. Hi to everybody, obviously. Hi, but hi to those of you that I already know that are in my own fat girl running community or who follow me on Instagram and other things. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for everyone else. I so appreciate you chiming in and, uh, and, and tuning in uh, to uh, 
my bullshit. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so, no. Um, my name is Myrna Valerio, and I'm also known uh, publicly as the Myrnavator. And uh, real quick, in 2008, I had a health scare that prompted me to get back on the fitness wagon. Uh, I thought I was having a heart attack, but it turned out to be a panic attack. And you know, and I, I didn't believe it was a panic attack because I was like, black people don't get panic attacks. And there was this whole thing and uh, about mental health and whatnot. And so I, I decided to get back on the wagon after I met with a cardiologist who said, you know, that I was going to die if I didn't change my lifestyle. And my lifestyle back then included uh, not sleeping um, because my son was uh, always uh, ill. Um, I had a really stressful job and uh, and I, you know, I, there was just like unending cycle of me being sick, him being sick, my husband being sick, not sleeping, working too much. That just the whole thing that I'm sure many, many of us are uh, familiar with. And so um, after this cardiologist, you know, basically told me I was going to die the very next day I got on, on my treadmill and I had had this treadmill for a couple of months. It was pretty new. Um, and so I, you know, dusted it off, took all the clothes off and the shoes that were uh, on it. And, and I ran my first mile in three and a half years, three and a half, just under four years. Uh, I had always been a runner um, in, in high school. I played varsity sports and I ran all the way through college recreationally, but I did. I ran and uh, I was always pretty fit and active um, as a, a larger, big, fat, thick, whatever you want to call me, woman. Um, and uh, so I got back on the wagon, did that first mile. It was very, very painful, mostly emotionally, because uh, I, I felt like I had let myself get to a point where uh, I had not been taking care of myself. Uh, and, you know, my health and, and wellness were not a priority. So I decided to make it a priority. And it took a couple of months for me to kind of get back into a space where uh, I really, really did prioritize that stuff. and. But then I started feeling better. I started, uh, you know, sleeping better. I started reprioritizing uh, my life uh, and not taking so much work home. I worked at a boarding school, so like it was kind of impossible to do that. <laughs> right. <But laughs> I live here. I work here. I live here. I work here. Right. You know, my friend community there was, was there. My work community was there. I lived right in the dorm. And so it was a really, really uh, difficult struggle to get that uh prioritized or reprioritized. Um, but I did uh, over the next couple of months, years. Uh, and I, I did happen, and my platform is not weight loss, but I did lose weight um, just as a result of working out again uh, and sleeping. Sleeping <laughs> was my number one thing that threw everything off. When I, when I don't sleep, even now, when I don't sleep, I get sick. Uh, I get bloated. I just get, I just, my skin is just gross. Um, and uh, all of these other things happen when I, but the minute I sleep, I'm like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, if I look good now, it's because I've been sleeping. You've been oh, and sleeping. thank you for the opportunity to um, brush my hair back this morning. <laughs> I haven't been doing that. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, that, that happens, you know, I start training for a half marathon and then a, a marathon and then um, while I was training for my marathon, I started a blog called Fat Girl Running. Uh, and I do believe it's the original. I started it, I named it in 2009, um, and, but didn't really start writing it until 2011. And I just told stories of what it 
felt like to be a larger bodied person in endurance sports. Uh, and for me, that was long distance running. I don't do triathlons yet. <laughs> yet. yet. We yet. always say yet. And I don't I, do long distance running. But yet. you know, we, we're going to work on that. <laughs> we're going to work on that because I, you know what? Ultras are probably easier than tries. I'm just saying. Um, if you want to go the easy route, but I was I'm actually a bike. thinking about it. I actually told my husband, right? Like literally 10 minutes before I got on, I was like, so I'm talking to Myrna. I think I should do an ultra this summer. What do you think? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we can do it together and put the kids in a tent. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I just like walked yes, out of the room. Yes. I was like, no, yes, we should talk. No let's, let's talk. No, I wanted to do it by myself. No kids in no tent. Oh, what well, is okay. All right. Maybe, the, maybe the kids in a tent could be somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> or home um <laughs> but so yeah I um I did that and then you know nothing you know I just shared stories and and shared with my my friends and family and uh and then in 2015 I get a an email from Wall Street Journal hey Myrna um what <laughs> we love your blog <laughs> me <laughs> and so they wrote a piece uh about whether or not it was still useful to you people to work out even if you're not losing weight oh thinking about it as a pretty ridiculous question but a lot of people for a lot of people it's not it's not um obvious and so uh so they did that and runner's world came uh shortly afterwards hey can we feature you uh, <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> and so they featured me in a 12-page piece uh, with two full page uh, photos of me. One wow. On my backside. pages of your <laughs> yeah, rear 12, end. 12 pages because, you know, because of course my mom counted first. She, she was like, it's 12 pages long. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, things just started happening. NBC Nightly News and then CNN and, and, and all of these different uh, media outlets. And I got a book deal out of it. And, uh, and, uh, and then I was still teaching at the same time. And while I was teaching, you know, I was away for a long time, uh, for a lot of, uh, of days. And my job, the Raven Gap and Cooch School up in Raven County, uh, they were so gracious and generous and said, hey, um, we know you're doing this really cool thing and we want you to continue to be able to do that. So just let us know when you're gone. And they still paid me. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I had a similar story. My boss was like, yeah, you got to not do this, but they didn't keep paying me. <laughs> uh, yeah, my school kept paying me. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe I should have gone to Raven County. Loud, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I but it was Fulton. a private school, private school. So, you know, they can uh, do whatever they want. But, um, right. but yeah, and it was this really cool thing. I started speaking. I started doing all these, you know, other like really awesome things and, uh, and then, and then in 2017, at the end, I shot a uh, commercial for JCPenney. And when I got that paycheck, I was like, oh, um, is this what people do? Because, <laughs> because I need not to be teaching. <laughs> what kind of money does JCPenney, I can do JCPenney. What does no, it pay? It was, look, <laughs> what do they want me to look. do? I'll do anything. All I'm going to say is that it was a quarter of my salary as a teacher. Wow. And I made it in seven hours. <laughs> I'll even do their laundry <laughs> section. Um, and, and so that's when I started thinking. I was like, you know, I love teaching. I love 
education. And if, if I ever uh, need to go back to being an educator, uh, I'm there. You know, I, was, I did it for 18 years. I can do it for 18 more. And so, um, or, but hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so that, that kind of got me thinking, you know, maybe it, this is something I can do full time. And, uh, and so I did some exploring and, you know, I, in 2018, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I am done uh, because it became too stressful to, to balance uh, doing the speaking and stuff and adventuring with the teaching and, and really trying to be there for my students. And, uh, and so I left and, uh, and it was huge turmoil for me because, you know, I went from having a very rigid schedule um, to not having a schedule at all. Um, but, you know, on the bright side of that, I, no one owned my time. And I could mm -hmm. decide my kind of decide my own schedule and stuff. And it took me almost two years. It's, it's been it's been almost two years now uh, that I finally have a sense of routine and how I need to train and how I need to balance the traveling. Well, now I ain't doing it anymore. So <laughs> what was the good in all that? Anyway, um, <laughs> right? But, yeah, but it, you know, it is. I really, really like this life of being well, having my job. My job being to run. Like my job is to run, like me, <laughs> and um, and to write and to inspire people. That is my job, and so uh, I'm really, really appreciative of what I am able to do now, um, full time, and you know. And I think I think I was meant for this. I think I was meant to put smiles on people's faces to you know, give them a boost of confidence and energy and to hug people and to believe in people. And so, because people have always done that for me and, uh, and I just want to pay it forward. And so that's, that's kind of the, the way that I live my life. And, 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 and now while we are in this huge upheaval, this huge uh, period of change, I think it's more and more important um, to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anyone has any questions for Myrna, remember to raise your little blue Zoom hand and um, or post something in the chat. That's what that's what she's here for. This when do you get to talk to you know Myrna? I'm like so ask questions. I get all these cool people in here and no one asks any questions. I'm like what? Ask questions. But I wouldn't either. I, I used to be a total chicken about asking questions. And I also say this is the the place to practice your public speaking. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You know please. what else are we doing while we're here? Ask me a question. Please. Ask her a question. So, what is some of the like? What is the best thing that someone's ever told you, like about your work, about what you're doing? I mean, you know, you get the emails like you inspire me, but what's like the? Because I have a couple that I think of, and they always bring smiles to my face, and I'm sure you do too. Is they're like. Um, or just some, maybe something someone crazy said. Not someone crazy, uh, something crazy <laughs> someone arguably crazy said. <laughs> there are, oh man, I have, there's a whole Rolodex in my head of those things. Um, but uh, do people use that word anymore? Um, I know, I think we just like dated ourselves. We're like, oh yeah, Rolodex. <laughs> uh, I mean, contacts list. Um, um, I, you know what? Something really cool somebody said to me, and it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like earth shattering, but it, it felt earth shattering in the moment uh, when I was still in Georgia uh, and it was my last spring wear and I went on a run um, and I was training for the Boston Marathon and I ran into a student, of a, a parent of a former student who I loved. I love the parent. I love the student. Um, and 
And she's like, I, I just don't believe how you can just be out here running like this. You must be made for this. I mean, after so many messages that I get, negative messages that I get, or confused messages, or um, curious messages that I get about whether or not I'm supposed to be doing this. Curious, not, that's a lovely word. You know, I'm curious. You know, but you ain't really curious. You're, you're judgmental. Right. Judgmental. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, that was a thing that I needed to hear in that moment. Yeah. She said, you were made for this. You must have been, your, your body must be made for this. And I was like, hell yeah, my body's made for this. Because if it weren't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right? Uh, even though it's not easy. <laughs> it right. is never easy. That first mile is never easy. Sometimes the, first, sometimes the whole run, the whole 5K, the whole 10K or whatever it is, is not easy. But my body is able to do it anyway. Uh, it might be slower than a lot of people. Like it might be faster than some people, but it's able to do it. And that, that really like that whole, the whole rest of my training for Boston was like, my body is made for this. I am made for this. And That's it was, nice. and it was such a beautiful and simple message. And she, I, I'm sure she didn't mean to, you know, uh, be so profound <laughs> in that moment because we were just passing each other. Yeah. Um, but it was, it hit me in a very profound way. Uh, and so, so I love that. And that, that kind of, that sentiment keeps me going. Anytime yesterday I go out um, and it started raining while I was running and it was pretty, you know, it's nice spring rain. And even in Vermont, it wasn't that cold. And this car passes by full of people. And you know, when a car passes by full of people with the windows down, you never know what's gonna happen. Sometimes right. not good, but they were like, keep running. <laughs> the car shouters like there's been so many discussions about people and you know sometimes they aren't nice but any you know there's like this divisive thing like if you're and I can say fat girl running because mm -hmm. you know that's your blog title but if there's a fat girl running like they don't want to be encouraged like there's that I'm like oh no please I'm gonna wear a t-shirt that says send all the encouragement <laughs> all the way while I'm running. Shout as much <laughs> encouragement as you would want. I, lo I love that. That's great. Okay, we have a couple of questions. Okay. Yeah, um, I see, I see. Oh, and I love I am made for this. And, and that's so applicable, you know, no for matter so where many we, things. for so many things, like right now, I am made for this quarantine <laughs> because I'm going to come out of this better than I went into it. Like we can apply that to anything. So that really is a very profound oh, yeah. statement. Okay, so oh, yeah. the question from Shira, can you give us some homeschooling advice for those <laughs> of us who are balancing work and teenagers in this crazy time? How do we keep them active, creative, and on task? Uh, the answer is no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't even have kids to close the door when they pee. We've got nothing. Um, as you can see, <laughs> I'm, I'm really surprised he hasn't come and popped his head in. I mean, I could be on the most serious call. He's like, oh, hey. yeah. It just doesn't even care. I'm like, okay, uh, that's my life. But um, I, you know, I've been, uh, I took my kid out of school actually for the entire year so we could adventure together. Uh, and we have another uh, Instagram account called uh, Adventure School Chronicles, which we don't, I don't put up a lot of stuff because he doesn't, he's, well, he says he doesn't need my followers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I don't thing. need your pity followers, mom. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So we haven't updated that 
too much, but um, you know, I took him out with the intention of taking him on adventures and, um, and it has taught me so much uh, just about uh, not homeschooling in particular, but just, you know, just kind of letting kids lead, letting them take the lead in their own learning. Um, we, I don't have to answer to any school board or because technically he could be out of the school and just be done because he's 16 already in Vermont. Um, and so we haven't done a lot of academic work, but we've done a lot of traveling and, um, and I've learned, it took me a couple of months to learn that he is not going to do, like, if I have a set schedule, he's not going to do it. But if I just put things on the, on the refrigerator that need to be done, that are more sort of academic or uh, more sort of school learning related, um, and I use that very loosely, like, you know, write an essay, uh, and I give him an essay prompt on some adventure that we were on and, or some book that we've been reading. Um, and I just put it on the refrigerator, and he gets it done. And he gets it done really well. I don't nag him about it. I trust that he's going to do it. I mean, sometimes I have to like gen gently push him, um, but, but he gets it done. And, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> even though I've taught high school for 11 years and middle school for seven and a half, um, that, that, that lesson kind of resonates with me, you know, let them take the lead, you know, like, or listen to them and kind of see what they're interested in, like really, really deeply listen. And remember that your educational experience uh, as a child is going to be very, very different from theirs. They're living in a very different world. Um, they are surrounded by technology and you know what, that's okay. It's especially okay now. Um, you know, right. people are worried about screen time right now. Um, and as, as long as they're not watching something damaging to their psyche, you know, if that's the way we, I mean, my screen report was 11 hours a day. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But like, yeah. that's kind of the world that we're living in. And a lot of that is work, but like still, I'm like, I'm scrolling and scrolling endlessly. But, you know, go outside, take them outside if you can. Not everybody has the luxury right now of going outside without being hassled or, uh, you know, whatever I, I do. Um, but, uh, spend some time with them outside, you know, um, and, and really work with, if you are working with your school district or your public school or private school and, you know, like, please give the teachers some grace. <laughs> right. Right. I'm in, um, I'm in a district and some of the comments that parents are making, I mean, uh, come on. Yeah. I, come it's, on you know people. from you know most uh most places aren't set up for online learning and they're learning they are in a huge learning curve right now right. Um, and guess and, what everyone who cares if the kids don't learn for three oh, months i know oh, yeah it's, oh, yeah i mean it I know doesn't it matter it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter none I of this there's matters certain groups that it matters more to like maybe juniors taking the sat and people like i went to go look at the massachusetts bar and like the because they're, I'm probably going to take it. Don't ask me about that. But um, <laughs> in July, and so all the people that just graduated or graduating law school aren't going to take the bar, and they're like, "Well, what if you know?" And mm -hmm. I get that, but it's like, calm down, yeah. everyone. Like everyone, I mean, calm yeah. down about the three months. It's probably going to be three months, right? It might Before, be more. It might be more. But what? Whatever. The whole country is. Mm -hmm. Oh, this just like the, the entire freak, the, the entire people. world is shut down basically. So. 
Uh, you know, what might be shocking, you know, it's, it's this three months that we have to stay home with our kids. The most important thing is to be, to be at home with your kids um, and to love on them and to, you know, if you can sneak a little teaching in there, sneak a little writing in there, right. write together as a family um, or watch something together as a family um, or just really, really listen. When your kids talk to you, this is something I... Even last night, I had a comment about when your kids talk to you, listen, be there yeah. fully, be there completely. Um, and I was trying to watch Ozark last night, and my kid was talking to me. <laughs> and I couldn't hear him because I was focused on the thing. He's like, Mom. I'm like, oh, let me shut it off. Let me put it on pause. Yeah. And, then, and then give them your full attention. That's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember algebra. Right. <laughs> I don't even know. No. Um, and you know, a lot of the things that people are, I've heard too is like, well, we don't have the, you know, the, the martyr syndrome, like, well, we don't have the luxury to spend time with our kids right now because we have jobs. Uh -huh. Oh my God. I'm living in a house with a man with a job. Like I have never seen him have a job because he's in, um, manufacturing equipment for this stuff that's going oh, on. Wow, wow. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this and I'm, you know, running my thing. And, and I'm like, stop saying you're the only one with a job. Like all of mm -hmm. us have different things and mm -hmm. you are making a choice. You mm -hmm. can get up earlier. Like I have no sympathy for the people that think they still get to work nine to five and take off evenings and mornings. <laughs> get up at four, <laughs> do your work till nine, talk to your children till, you know, there are ways and the whole, like it just crawls me because yeah, I feel I like, think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't like people. I don't like hearing a lack of resourcefulness on martyrdom syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like you know, when people comment, well, I'd love to join your meetups, but I'm at work. At, and I'm like, it's 9am or 12, probably if you're following <laughs> me. So you can do breakfast or lunch, or you can choose like, it's a choice. You can join this. You can put your headphones in and you cannot like, um, you're not the only one working. <laughs> it drives me uh, crazy. Yeah, everyone is dealing with huge Everyone's dealing and, with something. Um, so anyway, I'm and, off my you know, soapbox. You know, and I, you know, and, and it's, some of us are definitely more resourceful than the others. And some of us yes. do have more flexibility than others. But uh, I do think there is this now where, where uh, there's like a hierarchy of, of pains and fears and stuff like that. Everyone is scared. Everyone has like severe extreme change in their lives. You know, no matter where you are, uh, you know, socioeconomically or, uh, or job wise, everything has been changed. Uh, and, uh, and, and to acknowledge that everybody's dealing with that, you know, the teachers, the, 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 you know, the medical professionals that are, you know, on the front lines, the, the IT people, everyone's dealing with this. Yes. Uh, and I think the more that we know that and internalize that and acknowledge it, the better we will be. Um, yes. The medical professionals, like yeah. let's, let's like take a moment and pause there. Like they're not the ones that are <laughs> complaining about their kids out there out there like saving the world you know right. the, the last and getting, line of and getting ill themselves and i think yeah, yes you know just you know kind of take everything like this this is this is what our normal is right now our normal yeah. is you know that there is no no consistency anywhere there's, there's no can, normal but, yeah. but we can what we can do is have our own routine you know like and that's something that that i have been that has been saving me like sure mentally and emotionally like and i also get work done and stuff um Hi, Shira. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is uh, it's really important to me. Like I get up in the morning, uh, and I always have black coffee in the morning, except for yesterday, and I just kind of screwed up my day. You know, I know I need to have my coffee. Uh, coffee. I read and I read something either inspirational, 
uh, positively informational or like just uplifting. That's that's because it really sets up my day in the way that it needs to be set up. Um, or, you know, if reading is not your thing, maybe yoga, maybe, you know, meditation or whatever. Oh, I forgot meditation. I do that too. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then I have a couple of things that I need to get done during the day. I always do a gratitude list. And if you have been on my Instagram at all, I, there's a gratitude list, uh, there five days a week. I don't do it on the weekend. Uh, cause I need some time off for the gratitude. <laughs> and, um, and then I, you know, I try to, and then I do my social media postings and then I, then I do stuff that I need to do for work. Like I'm doing a, I'm doing a live for my Patreon subscribers tomorrow on the Strava, uh, why we run research that I was part of. And so I'm doing a workshop on, on that. And so like, I'm working, uh, to get ready for that, you know, I do the social media stuff. I'm in, in, in conversations with, with my sponsors and stuff. So there's tons of things that I have to do. I have to write a chapter of my book, my next book. Um, and uh, yeah, so as long as I have that, that structure within my day, but it's pretty flexible and I have to do my run, I have to do my training uh, and I read at night and I make sure that I do not watch TV at night. Uh, I don't watch the news at night yeah. um, ever. Like if I'm going to do the news, I do it in the morning to get my information. I look up my state, my state uh, government website to look for any information that I need to know about my state and my local government. Um, so I can be informed. I look at the statistics. And by the way, if you're, if you are wanting to teach your kids math, statistics is a great way to connect the current crisis with their learning. They will never, ever forget it. Um, you know, and if you need to brush up on statistics, do that because it's a great, great way to, you know, to really use um, applied mathematics right now. Uh, that's the okay, let's, let's go to, I'm um, sorry, Sharps. Yeah. I don't know what you're, I, I don't, we're just gonna call you Sharps, but I feel like you've had your little blue hand up for a long time, so. Uh oh I can't see the blue hand, so. Hi. Oh, hey, Hi. It's, it's Megan. Hello. <laughs> Megan Sharps. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody calls me Sharps. Um, no, Myrna, you were just saying how like when you transitioned from being a teacher into kind of doing your own thing out there, right? That's kind of like what we're all going through right mm -hmm. now. So what are your tips other than having, you know, that daily routine? Um, reaching out and, and asking for help. <laughs> <laughs> Being part of a community such as this one. Uh, I'm in a community uh, online. It's called uh, Hello7, and it's for uh, women entrepreneurs. And um, I have gained so much from the knowledge and expertise of other women in business uh, who, are, who have small businesses, who have larger businesses, uh, and who are just doing the thing. And so I lean on them very heavily, and I'm always asking questions. And, um, and so... That's the other thing. Uh, and um, the second thing is I'm, I'm also taking a money mindset course. And it's funny because money mindset doesn't have anything to do with money. <laughs> so, so it's all of this emotional BS women have been taught to, uh, uh, to either be or, or how to exist, you know, within this like framework of patriarchy and stuff. And so like I am, I'm like dealing with all my my money issues and like also some emotional issues and business issues and confidence issues. Uh, like I may seem like a very confident person and I am, I'm pretty confident, but there, you know, I, the imposter syndrome is huge. So um, I'm constantly working through that and, uh, and I have that community to lean on. So definitely having a community is really, really important. Um, and also setting boundaries <laughs> uh, for a family who thinks, Oh, you know, you're home all day. So this is why I don't live in New York anymore. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to move back home anyway, but, uh, 
but you since you're home all day, can you like, I can call you any time of the day, right? Or I can request you to do some research for me, but you know, no, <laughs> you can't. So setting boundaries have, has been really, really important. Uh, and I, you know, for me, I also made sure to find a place to live in that I, where my job is to run and train. So I have to be able to run and train and in, in, in the mountains and on the road. And so I found a perfect spot for that. So it, you know, the, all of those steps took a really long time to kind of figure out what it was that I actually needed. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's been really cool to see that this, all of these things exist and that communities exist yep. specifically for this reason. Um, and that, you know, that you can really lean on people for help. So ask for help. Great. And I want to add to that too, Megan, if I can. Um, one of the things that I find is super helpful is, is lowering expectations, not of ourselves, but just expectations of life in general. You know, like if you, if you just expect things just to be a certain way and life to be happy all the time and everyone to do what you're, you want them to do, um, just eliminating expectation is, is such a freedom. Um, I can't explain it. I used to just expect mm -hmm. so many things out of people and, yep. you know, government. <laughs> like, where did this come from? How do I expect that to happen? And so lowering that, especially now, just having no expectations except the ones you set for yourself. Like, I'm going to get up and bathe today. Those kind of things are good. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's helped me a lot. Yeah, you know, in the outdoor community, we have this thing called managing expectations or adjusting expectations. Yeah. Like when you, you know, a lot of people will go out on a hike and expect to have this amazing experience of views and bears and mountains. And no, you know, that's why I don't go. <laughs> no bears. Okay, people who are people who are crazy. <laughs> like, and, you know, and you get out on a trail and it's cloudy and you don't see anything and it's slippery and it sucks and, or you think it's going to suck and it's, you know, and you can't see anything and, and the, the people you're with suck. <laughs> 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 That's never happened to me. I but feel anyway. like there's a story there. <laughs> oh my, there's so many stories. But, you know, the but then you have to take people these, that come. Well, oh my God, the complaining people, the people that kind of overstate their abilities and you know that is something that is applicable everywhere people who overstate their abilities or you know what they're able to do what they what they bring to the table um that's a huge thing and so uh, but then you just have to kind of take the situation as it is and and glean whatever it is that you can from that situation you know you are learning grit when you when you um <laughs> when you go off that trail uh you are learning that there's something else in this hike that maybe you didn't know was there um, that you're going to learn from, uh, that you're going to be able to apply to your life, um, that you are learning that you can deal with really annoying people, really talkative people, or people um, that are really negative. Um, and so, so that I, there's value in everything, you know, I will yes. say value in everything that you do. Um, so, yeah, finding finding the the lesson or the the silver lining or life is happening for us, right? Mm -hmm. Just focus oh, yeah. focus on that. Yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> well, does anyone else have it? We can probably do one more right. question or comment. Um, um, what's one? my favorite part of running ultras? Oh, finishing. Finishing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. That that's uh. Icing on the cake, so to speak, but I really love training for ultras and forcing myself 
to find out new routes, to overcome the every time I have to run, do I really want to do this again? <laughs> every, and that's every, y'all, that is every day. So really, right. why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this? This is so hard and it sucks. But then, but then you get those. Well, because now it's your job. It's my job, you know, which my coach <laughs> is like, you know, it's your job. It's and I'm like, thanks, job. coach. Thanks, coach. You didn't have to remind me of that. <laughs> but, but, you know, it is, uh, but I, but I know intrinsically because I've experienced it so many times that once I get over that hump, it is going to be, there are going to be a couple of seconds that are better beautiful. And I live for those, <laughs> not, you know, and then I'll fall. Or, you know, somebody will throw a cigarette butt at me or something like that. <laughs> uh, it hasn't happened in Vermont yet, but it happened in, in Georgia. In Georgia. Yeah, I believe. Um, yeah. uh, or a beer can. Um, and, uh, you know, like. <laughs> it's not even funny, but you have so, to laugh because otherwise, I, what do you do? You have to, right? Uh, but, you know, like, I really, I live for those moments. And I know that I'm always, 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 100% always going to feel better than I was feeling after my run, even if I'm more tired, even if my body is aching, uh, I know that that will go away for the most part if I'm, if I'm injured. But um, but I know that it you know really does set my day and set up my day and set the tone for my day and and I know that I'm putting I'm putting miles in the bank of like longevity and, and long term health and wellness. And I, but and that health and wellness doesn't just include physical health and wellness. It's my my mental and emotional health wellness. Yeah, absolutely. Especially during this time too. I, I was telling uh, one of my clients, I don't remember, I said, look, you got to separate um, working out from physical health at this point because it, it, you know, losing weight right now, like great, whatever. I mean, right now you have to stay sane and this moving your body is, is part of that prescription. And, and I think we have to kind of stop worrying about all the other stuff at the moment, you know, honestly, because if your head's not on straight, none of that matters. And, mm -hmm. and it really is the movement that gets us out of our body or into our body, depending on where we need to be. And um, so, yeah, but thank you so much, Myrna. You are always so much fun. And of course, an inspiration that goes without saying your name, the Myrnavator. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate this. I, um, I always appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to people and um, literally I could talk for three more hours, but I won't, <laughs> I won't do that to you. Um, but I, I appreciate your seeing your faces. I appreciate um, y'all like going to bat for other people and for me and, uh, and I appreciate you, Meredith. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you too. And we'll have to do it again soon in Vermont. Yeah. Isn't that where Ben and Jerry's is? Yes. 20 minutes away. I'll be there. <laughs> Whenever they open back up, I will be there. We will meet at Ben and Jerry's. How about that? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take Thank care you, tomorrow. Everybody. Same time, same bat station. I've got, I believe tomorrow is Samra Zafar, who is a child bride, and she's a motivational speaker and wrote a book about it. Fascinating, oh, fascinating story. Um, um, I've been trying to get her on the podcast for months and months and months, and she booked the podcast and I said, Hey, I'm not really doing that at the moment. So come, so she's going to be on tomorrow, same time. So hopefully you can join that. And um, yeah, thanks again, Myrna. Bye. Be good, everyone. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the same 24 hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.